0: Here we go, here
1: we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is
2: it! This is Top Like Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow.
1: And I'm Sam, Jingle Bells Delaney. So what?
2: Uh, it's the final part, we'd always promised last time it would be the final part but it, it wasn't of the uh, Noel Christmas Odyssey, we're looking at Noel Edmonds live live Christmas breakfast show from 1985, it's on YouTube you can look it up and join in and watch along with us and this is definitely going to be the last one, we're almost at the end um, right, where are we at? Uh, we have the helicopter at Park which we've already covered it's the Butch Juggler incident uh, we covered that <laughs> earlier in the in the deep dive. <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff, brilliant. We go back to the Sudan again. It's pretty boring. Um, I mean, fair happening? play to Helen
1: Fielding, but I mean it's she's the not most boring part of the show. I don't think
2: she'd been a presenter before that. So
1: for her to go then do that, she does a decent job though, doesn't yeah. she?
2: It's not easy. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, we're back in the back in the the Sudan again from from the plane Um, there's uh, again linking up some aid workers with their families there's a nice bit where there's uh, one of the families is actually in the studio with Noel uh, and their, their son or whatever no it's their daughter called Pam and she's out there with Helen Fielding in the Sudan, and there's a kid, which I think is her nephew, and he just grabs hold of the microphone that's on the table in front of them, and he goes "Hello, Auntie Pam" over and over <laughs> again
1: into the microphone really loudly,
2: <laughs> almost blows the whole sound system of the show. You can imagine Norman be sitting there twitching,
1: like get that What's fucking kid off my microphone! <laughs> Whoa, what a loon! Get that cunt off! Have him have killed, shot if you have to. <laughs> Did, did you get the snipers with the tranquilizer yeah. darts assembled I, as I had instructed?
2: Yeah. So uh, that, that happens. Uh, the helicopter now is flying over Richmond Green where they are throwing sponges around, apparently. But we can't see it because the helicopter's too far in the sky. Uh, oh, yeah, he goes, you can't
1: see that. But if you're near Richmond Green, go down and uh, we'll prove it. You can see for your own eyes <laughs> that we're it. not lying. That's what he says. <laughs>
2: And then Smitty arrives in the studio, and Noel is visibly relieved.
1: That he's oh got my god! To bounce off! This is uh, an amazing moment for me. I touched upon it in a previous episode, but <laughs> don't you think, Andy? When you see Smitty arrive, it is relief, but also I think there's a genuine um, camaraderie between them. There's affection them. between them. Yeah. There's yeah. real affection and warmth. Yeah, he's the kindred a kindred That little bit. It's a little bit where he just he starts to deliver a bit of script. No. And he cuts off, and he just sort of nudges Smitty in the most matey and naturalistic of ways. It's almost the most natural moment of, because yeah. uh, I think there's so much, there's so much contrivance around Noel's persona. Mm. But it's almost the most natural glimpse you get of the real Noel because he sort of cuts off from what he's saying. He sort of gives him a matey nudge, and he goes, "Hello," yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That. like yeah. the way you would to a lover. And I'm not suggesting there was anything <laughs> sexual between them both. I'm, I'm really not. That would be the easy thing to say and I'm not going to say it because I don't think that was the case. But no. I just think that it's a, a sort of that level of intimacy in a friendship where he yeah. really goes, hello, like that, and that kind of, hello, Lord, Yeah, son. yeah.
2: And that, there's a kind of sense of relief as well because like three minutes ago, Noel was dealing with his child screaming at the microphone and now there's a safe pair of hands next to him and he knows we're on the home straight, and everything's going to be okay.
1: Smitty's here and everything's going to be okay. And Smitty... Yeah. It, like obviously reciprocates, but it the the dynamic is clear in that Smitty is very much the younger brother who <laughs> loves Noel, but really wants to impress him. Because I feel that Noel, that <coughs> Smitty, from this point onwards to the end of the show, is trying at times too hard to squeeze gags in between what Noel's saying. Yeah. But they're all aimed not at entertaining us, the viewers. They're aimed at uh, at winning Noel's approval. Yeah. But and if you look at if you look at uh, Alan Partridge and Sidekick Simon on uh, Mid Morning <laughs> Matters, it's yeah. so similar.
2: Yeah, it's so yeah. similar.
1: Where Noel is almost critiquing Smitty as they go along, like but great banter.
2: We've got a grip bit coming up in which Smitty takes centre stage, and Noel is incredibly generous to allow it to happen. I think. But before we get to that, Noel tries to ring Richmond Green. Uh, where they're throwing the sponges, but he gets through to Roy at Rains Park, where they were originally, oh, where the yeah, Butch Juggler was. Yeah. And he says, no, the... Yeah, who are you? I'm Roy. Uh, I'm at Rains Park. He says, He's just so like, oh, I didn't want to talk to you. And that yeah. just leaves Roy, live on TV, his bloke, yeah. having to go, uh, uh, Okay, oh, then. I
1: don't know what to tell you, Roy. <laughs> no, I'm here now.
2: Oh, fuck. So Noel then cuts that off quite quick. And we go back to Scotland and to Lithgow, and we get a barn door, which is the winner of the door yeah. uh bringing yeah. contest. You can't beat a double bar- barn door.
1: Door is probably, the the door item mm-hmm. is probably the most successful of the whole two hours, of all the ideas it's that Noel's come up with. Yeah. I think that's the yeah. one that sort of paid the most dividends.
2: The, it, it captured the public's imagination, and they ran with it, <laughs> as we see at this point, because yeah. there's a barn door that mm. turns up, and then there's a bit more later on. Um... And then uh, Noel says something like, oh, they're they're mad. And then he says, although we must be to do this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We must be mad as well. This is an example of Smitty squeezing in an unnecessary joke, right? Where there's not much time. So Smitty should actually keep his mouth shut because Noel is the one working against the clock here, right? And Smitty goes, ha, somewhere out there, there's a farmer looking for his missing door. Yeah. It's and really Noel's weak, isn't looked, it? Yeah, it's really weak, but he <laughs> looks really pleased with you, And he's got these eyes. He looks at Noel and say, is that good? Is that good enough for you, Popper? Sir? Right? Yeah. Which I heard is what Smitty calls Noel privately, Popper. <laughs> Popper or Big Popper, right? And he goes, and Noel, there's just a, a flash in Noel's eyes of, for fuck's sake, Smitty, you Not know we're way. operating to a tight fucking deadline here. Not unless no, you've got something, unless you've got some gold, Keep it to yourself. That was silver at best, Smithy. You know it and I know it.
2: <laughs> so that's good. Uh barn door. What happens then? We've got um yeah, we, apparently we go over live to Ron Atkinson's home on Christmas Day. This is a good bit. Oh, this bit. is
1: a funny bit, yeah.
2: And it's really well delivered because obviously he's not live. You kind of get that quite early on. He's not live. You can just tell it's a bit stilted and it's been yeah. pre-recorded. But they're interacting with the pre-recorded Rowan Atkinson really well from the, from the telecom tower. And then Rowan says that he's got a special guest who wants to introduce. And it brings him on, and it's Mike Smith. So at This, this point, is
1: really good.
2: Mike Smith is in the telecom tower with Noel, live, and also, apparently, in Rowan Atkinson's home, live. And the level of acting is really good at this. It's really well done.
1: I would say <laughs> this, at this point, the show takes on an unexpected psychedelic quality, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they're toying yeah. with, like, different dimensions. They're toying with space and time. <laughs> like, because you've yeah. got Smitty at both <laughs> ends of the line, right? Yeah. But they're all acting, like you say like really deadpan as if it's actually happening and that's so outside of the rest of the show which is all so much with a straight bat right suddenly they're going very surreal like even if this was done today right in the 21st century it would be considered very surreal Mm mm-hmm um, and uh, but they just suddenly do this right at the end of the show, and it's psychedelic. I mean, if you'd already had a few drinks that morning, you'd be watching it thinking, "What, what the, the, fuck? the fuck's happening the fuck's here?" There's two, there. there's two Mike Smiths. Even Noel doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's even full. Noel,
2: as an audience member in Glasgow once famously said, when. Um, Bernie Winters appeared on stage after his son, not his son, after his brother, Mike had started the act. Oh, fuck me. There's two of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Um, mate, this reminded me of one of my all time TV great moments. I don't know if you recall this or have you seen it, but when I fooled the daily mail columnist, Andrew Pierce, by pretending to him that I was communicating with him from a different studio live, Yes, but I'd in fact, in fact, I was hiding in the same studio as him behind a curtain. Yeah, and I'd pre-recorded the other end of the conversation. Yeah, and and I asked him if he was easily shocked, and he said no. And at the point at which he said no, I fucking leapt out from behind (laughs) a curtain, and and he fucking grabbed his chest (gasps) like, uh, and and he, he revealed, and he really freaked out much more than I expected him to, and he revealed that he had a heart condition. And I Whoa. think he had had a heart attack in the past and that Whoa. he was supposed to avoid that kind of thing. So I yeah. might have killed him live on air. Thank yeah. God I didn't, although what a moment that would have been it would have in been, terms of TV uh, firsts. Yeah. But I mean, that, when that I shows, saw this...
2: That shows there's an element of Noel Edmonds in you very much. You've got that well, DNA. Isn't there in all of us? Well, no, it's not easy to do. It's not for everyone.
1: I think it shines that, bright in you, so sir. I don't, I, I don't think that I would have thought... At the time, consciously, I'm going to nick that idea from Noel Edmonds that he did yeah. in 1985 with Smitty and yeah. Rowan Atkinson. But I, I'm, I don't doubt that subconsciously yeah, it was still it was living in your within subconscious,
2: me. Subconscious, wasn't it? Of course it was. You yeah. know,
1: anyway, you can see so, that on YouTube. It's really good.
2: So, um, yeah, Noel at one point goes, "Hang on, hang about. This isn't live," whereas <laughs> the penny drops apparently, and then he goes uh, <laughs> fucking hell and what's then, happening then, and then he goes No goes one of us is going mad and I'm certain it's me <laughs> again <laughs> more references to mental illness yeah he's like different madness. times in
1: terms of the frivolity with which <clears throat> they reference various mental illnesses throughout this show
2: mm. yeah totally um uh, I think Noel would would have been doubtful about this segment, but because of the technical achievement that it included, it'd have signed it off. Do you know what I mean? I don't really get the humour, but I see what we're doing here. We're putting Mike in two places at once, and that's incredible.
1: It's a yes from me. The technical achievement alone is going to swing me towards a yes. The humour goes, goes over because my head. Frankly, I don't think it's funny in the least. It goes I right
2: over my head. I'm really sorry, but We'll do it.
1: It's it's typical of the kind of nonsensical (laughs) bullshit that Atkinson has become synonymous with on that ludicrous show of his The Black Adder. I'll
2: I'll tell you what, we'll stick it near the end when a lot of people are probably having their dinner or something. So, yeah. But um, I'm not (laughs) happy
1: about it. It's like something off a fucking (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo. It is like something off Scooby-Doo.
2: So then it's descending into chaos a little bit. Smitty starts to take off his costume that he's had on the whole time. He's dressed as a fucking Christmas decoration. <coughs> and he accidentally sprays some silly string in Noel's face.
1: Which no, Noel's it sprays out got. of his jumper, doesn't it? Is that right?
2: Well, yeah, but it hits Noel in the, on his neck, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And Noel says something like, not yet! <laughs> it was like, planned for <laughs> later on. <laughs> um, there's a, not yet, bit, Smitty, this you prick! fuck's sake, he punches him. <laughs>
1: there's, a
2: good, there's another good bit. We go to an extrovert in the Sudan called Richard who's talking to his fiancée. Fiancée who's there with Noel in the studio. And Noel, Noel says, she keeps grabbing my knee. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and the, fella, the fella, Richard, he goes, as long as
1: that's all she's grabbing. <laughs> Women throughout this entire... Fucking two-hour escapade, right? It gives you a real insight to the status of women in society in 1985. Yeah, yeah. and I thought women's liberation and feminism had, had come quite a long way by 1985. <laughs> no, but they are literally props, right? They're props.
2: The they're decorative. All or books the women of jokes. throughout yeah. the show
1: are props who are at best, they're sort of vehicles for sexual titillation mm. and crass. Sexualized remarks. Yeah. At yeah. worst, they are just literally figures of fun.
2: Yeah. Well, they, it moves on because Richard in the Sudan says to his fiancée, he says, is your mother there? And she says, no, <laughs> she's, she's down on the next floor down. He goes, oh, is she still sober?
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of joking about people being pissed as well, isn't there?
2: Yeah, yeah, there is loads of it. Yeah. All the way through. Humiliating his mother-in-law. Um, from the Sudan live on TV. Um, That (laughs) might be the last bit in the Sudan, I think. Hopefully, because it's been dragged out. Have we got to
1: the bit yet? Because I've got a note here about when they crossed to Cardiff. Or a goodbye from Cardiff, yes. have we been?
2: We'll 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 go to that because before that we just have a bit more. Uh, Dave in Manchester wins the, the Tower of Glasses thing with forty yeah. trays. Noel insists that that Dave takes away his left hand, which is holding the side of the trays, yeah. and he has to hold them from the bottom only. Like, you can't you can't win if you're holding it at the side.
1: You're cheating,
2: yeah. <laughs> and then he goes with David Coleman as he does it. He's, oh, and there it is. He's done it. <laughs>
0: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Jalapeño. It's fucking funny though because they don't mention at the beginning, early in the show, that the glasses are not glasses; they're plastic cups. The plastic,
2: yeah? yeah, I thought they were. Glass and so you, at first. you think they're glasses.
1: So for the first few times, you see this stunt done. You are shitting yourself because there's scabody. these cunts who are, who've got like fucking about 400 glasses on trays and they're in a yeah. big crowd of people, including children, mm. and they're wobbling around. And you think there's yeah. going to be a load of glass just falls on someone's <laughs> head. And it's, it's only much 50. later in the show when Noel makes a point of saying, We're doing a lot of good business for the British plastic <laughs> cup industry here, yeah. which again is a really weak sort of a remark yeah. slash gag. And then you go, oh thank fuck! But even the fact they're plastic, there's still so many of them. It, it was not, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be health and safety compliant today, would it? Well, just after
2: this bit where Manchester win the thing, we go to Plymouth, and whoever it is at Plymouth just throws the tree up in the air at the crowd behind, and they just yeah. all land on these people behind. Have which, that, cunt. you know? Yeah, exactly. We're not, we haven't won, have we? Oh fuck it, then. There you go. <laughs> have that. Yeah. Norwich are singing in the rain. Up oh, Earlier on, Plymouth had oh, been collecting awful. rainwater in a jug for yeah. some fucking weird reason. But then we go to Cardiff. Lund.
1: We go to John in Cardiff. Yeah, and Smitty says the following. <laughs> yes. Noel says, is it Cardiff? I'm not sure. He does know, but it's just part of his shtick. <laughs> yeah. That he's it's like, schtick, oh, isn't it? Yeah. no one knows what's happening. And Smitty, again, desperately trying to ingratiate himself with Noel. By saying something, anything. Smitty is very much the sort of broadcaster in this show who thinks better to say anything than nothing at all.
2: Enough dead air,
1: yeah. There's no filter at all with Smitty. He just thinks, as <laughs> long as I just keep fucking talking, it'll yeah. be all right. And so Noel says, is it? Is it Cardiff? I'm not sure. And Smitty just thinks, i better say something because I haven't said anything for a while. <laughs> So he goes, it is Cardiff, you can tell by the size of the people, they're very small. <laughs> yeah. And he sniggers what? as he's saying it, Yeah, and there's something distasteful about it as well, because he sounds smitty, you suddenly think, who is, I got this moment where he said that, I sort of thought, who are you Mike Smith, what's your really? story, where yeah. did you come from? What's
2: your agenda?
1: I thought to myself, but until now, Smitty I thought of you. I'd accepted you. I thought you were a benign presence, right? Yeah. But I thought, hang on a minute, Smitty you were riding high at this stage in the eighties. Mm. You were married to the sexiest woman in the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You were doing Radio One, possibly Breakfast. I know he mm-hmm. had a stint on Breakfast. I don't. Uh, you were a regular on all of Noel's shows. <coughs> you had a helicopter right all of this shit um but where did this all come from where was this derived from and when he says that because there is an element mm. of sneering superiority about yeah. the way that he casually suggests that people with the welsh are small people which yeah. I, I've never heard that anyway no, right never that, that stereotype <laughs> i thought actually you you're quite well spoken are you some cunt who's been to like public school walked straight into a fucking job at the bbc married sarah green and now you are looking down from your ivory tower and fucking perpetuating Mm. uh xenophobic racist stereotypes about Mm -hmm. people who don't exist within your rarefied bubble because that's what it fucking sounds like mate yeah i I don't know what's his story
2: i'm asking the question what the fuck does sarah green see in this man
1: I know. well let's be honest I know this is really we're getting really stuck into Smitty now which I don't want to do because
2: he's he's not with us anymore there's no right to reply is
1: there he can't hurt us but you shouldn't speak ill of the dead but the thing is he's not that handsome
0: no
1: I'm sorry I know that's a a pretty cheap thing to say but you look at it and you think I'm not saying handsomeness is the only thing but you sort of think well I don't know he he doesn't have much edge to him does he he's not a bad boy
2: not a lot He's a bit like Dan Walker, I think.
1: Yeah. And he
2: and he did present breakfast time for a while, if you remember. I can really imagine, and that. I
1: don't know if this is true, I can imagine that Smitty was m a massively a massive Christian. Yeah. He's I got the look know. of a Christian about yeah. him, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. But let's get this fucking thing finished. We're on 50 minutes. I here. thought, Fucks I could
1: it. see you tapping on a keyboard. I was hoping that you had, you'd had you run a background check I've on got Smitty. It. I've
2: done a background check, as I do. But, uh, well, the, his broadcast career started at Chelmsford Hospital Radio. So I don't think there's any public school education there. I think he's just a, he's one of those one of those radio nerds who worked his way up mm. from hospital okay. radio. Um, so, yeah, we talked to John in Cardiff, and Noel says, John, why are you talking to me? In that abrupt way that he sometimes has with members of the public and John is good sport he says um, uh, my wife's about to have a baby any time now and Noel yeah. like goes really serious. he goes you should be with her sir <laughs> yes sir uh, John, John says yeah well I gotta bring this door down here see <laughs> he's brought
1: a fucking door <laughs> which Noel on. finds hilarious doesn't yeah,
2: he yeah Noel is in bits at this he's brought a fucking door down uh, and his wife's in labour but priorities Um, and then we go to Newcastle as a bloke brought a yellow car door off of his own car Mm. He's detached that and brought that along Um, to which Noel says you're mad absolutely mad thanks for entering into the lunacy of this show
1: Smitty says again Smitty again doing that I haven't said anything in a few seconds so I better say something he suddenly blurts out what have you got under that hat to the guy who's got the door which yeah. is like, why are you saying that? Again, Noel's like, Smitty, we finished this item, right? Yeah. And it's, again, it reminded me of and new, because it's like when you're wrapping up a podcast sometimes, and I go, one more thing, and you're like, fuck's sake, Sam, we've got to go, right? <laughs> he he pulls the hat off. Yeah. And he just wobbles his head around in like, a, oh, I'm mad yeah. I am, yeah. sort of a there's way. No,
2: there's nothing there. There's nothing under that, just his hair.
1: But he acts in a sort of a loony way, which is very pleasing to Null.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, oh, oh, see he's a
1: perfect person for us to have this is how all members of the public should act and so <laughs> yeah. many of them disappoint me he went with the spirit of the show he behaved <laughs> like an absolute loon that's what I want to see more of
2: get his number get him down here to London let's have a look at him
1: yeah we'll, we'll give him the once over see if we can get him <laughs> on uh, the breakfast show once in a while the late late breakfast show
2: it was, um, it was actually Leeds where the, the tray of glasses gets chucked over the crowd and it was done by the woman who's dressed as the sexy Santa who Noel oh, commented yeah. on quite early on. So she's the one that's just gone, fuck it, and throws the, the <laughs> tray of nominate. glasses.
1: He has unnecessarily sexualised me. We have not won. I've missed out on Christmas morning with the kids. <laughs> Fuck this, the glasses are going over my there shoulder. There to
2: be some collateral damage here. Uh, we're coming to the end. We go back to the Jumbo Jet. The, the kids on the Jumbo Jet are having aeroplane Christmas dinners on the little plastic trays that you get fucking aeroplane food on. Uh, that what looks an fucking awful
1: horrible Christmas. Oh, at least God. you can say you had it with Paul King and Fergal Sharky. Well,
2: I guess. Paul King gets his face cleaned with a handkerchief by wee Jimmy Cranky. Still oh, that's got a bit creepy, that Because she says to
1: him, "Your mammy used to do this for you, do this she?" Thing. And yeah, he, yeah. he looks he looks visibly disturbed by that remark. And
2: I'm trying to do the metal gymnastics. I'm like, "What is this? This isn't the schoolboy. It's actually a grown woman doing this to him, like Mammy was doing." But she's actually a schoolboy in character, and she does put a bit of spit on the handkerchief and then wipe his face, yeah. and it's like, "Ah!" And Paul
1: King's thinking, "Fucking hell, do I?" Re-? That's the moment where Paul thought. Joe, you know what? Fat being a pop so I'm going to pivot to TV presenting. Yeah,
2: I've got to present All MTV I need to instead. do is sit
1: tight and wait for them to launch MTV <laughs> in the UK.
2: <laughs> Back in the studio at the t- Telecom Tower, uh, they've been asking for pledges for charity for Noel's Jumper and someone's pledged 140 quid for it, which Smitty announces and then tries to pull the jumper straight off Noel.
1: Again, Smitty, Again, too just much, take it too down far. a notch. <laughs> Take it down a notch.
2: Smitty's just on fucking maximum adrenaline, isn't
1: he? I reckon he's done a fucking line of gear. <clears> because <throat> that bit, you're like, Smitty, you're already fucking pushing it with some of the shit you said about the Welsh being short. Yeah. Now you're trying to rip fucking Noel's jumper off. He's live having on a good time. And, and, and Noel the, goes, the, don't do it yet. They'll see all my wires.
2: Yeah. He says, not now, dear. <laughs> not now. <down laughs> There's a little bit of affection between them. Goes, not now, dear. You'll see all my wires as he fights him off. And then Smitty retreats back to his spot where he's sitting, and his jumper, as well, at this point, has got built in party poppers in it. And yeah. he pulls one of the strings and he fires off a party popper off out of his guts. It looks like he's um, spunking
1: up in the air. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. But it's f- fun spunk. Imagine that.
2: <laughs> Rather than uh, spunk. A
1: sight that Sarah Green is had to see on more than one. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs>
2: And then we get a shot of the tower itself from the uh, the helicopter that's been buzzing around London for the
1: duration of this thing. It's over at and Guy's that... Hospital, isn't it? That's really great. Oh
2: yeah, they've written they've written "Merry Christmas in, in Bog roll or something on the roof of Guy's Hospital, and uh, and that's it. That's it. That's the end. What? a, uh, what a Noel two hours. does
1: a sign off where he goes all of a sudden he changes gear. It's like changing from fifth gear down to first but directly in a second. So the car <laughs> suddenly goes <"Rrr, laughs> on the motorway because yeah. it's all whack and zane. And then all of a sudden he goes, and this is the great sign off, which is classic. Nolly he goes, now we're going to say goodbye. Now, whatever you've thought of this show over the last <laughs> two, two hours. Right. So already he's like getting annoyed <laughs> with imagined critics in his head. I know there'll be, idiots out there who just can't accept what great entertainment is. No, he, goes, yeah. he literally says, whatever you've thought of this show over the last two hours, one thing is clear, right? And I think he's going to go, we've raised a lot of money for charity, so fuck off. He goes, I wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and I really hope you enjoy the rest of your Christmas Day. Yeah. Which, which doesn't, as a sentiment, doesn't quite scan or make sense. Like, Perhaps- whatever you think of this show, I... One thing is clear, that yeah. I, Noel Edmonds, want you to have a good Christmas.
2: Yeah, perhaps the start of that was aimed at the, the powers that be at the BBC who didn't believe in the show. And maybe the, yeah. it was to make them think it was about to launch a broadside against them. Yeah. Whatever you think of this show, whatever doubts you may have raised over
1: the last two months during its pre-production. editorial, production, <laughs> or financial concerns. And I know <laughs> there were plenty of those. The Jumbo yeah, Jet is not cheap.
2: Throughout the whole process. And I've got this to say to you. And they're all thinking, oh, fuck, he's going to go rogue. Have a very merry Christmas. And fuck you very much.
1: This was a
2: fucking triumph. <laughs> a fucking triumph, yeah. And I'm telling you this now. We're doing the cunt again next year. and <laughs> You know it. TGFN
1: cunts. come on, Smitty, I've said my piece.
2: Let's get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> one,
1: thing, one thing that you didn't mention, I've just remembered about Smitty, is that at one point Smitty claims, and I don't believe it's true, I think, again, it's Smitty being attention hungry. He goes, at one point, because he's a bit jealous that Noel has had all these bids for his jump. he goes, I've just had a note pass me saying that someone's bid... Two hundred pounds for my thermal underwear.
2: Oh right? yeah, and I'm being, he does.
1: Have they fuck right? <laughs> and Noel tries to think of you know, <clears throat> you know. You look at really bad banter fails on YouTube. I do that sometimes. <sighs> like the best ever is that uh, Charlie Nicholas banter fail on Soccer Saturday from years ago. Yeah. I can't remember what he says, but look it up. It's brilliant. It's like one of those because Noel thinks great you can see mcnoll's mind working you see the cogs turning he's thinking Mm -hmm. right he's mentioned something to do with his underwear this is a great opportunity for me to do some banter what will i say but he gets muddled so he goes and i can tell you the way that smells it'll be up on its own up the motorway any moment and he he can't quite work out where he's going with it so he (laughs) stutters and stammers he goes It'll basically come alive and go up the motorway to you. <laughs> anyway, and it's like, Mike sort of is smiling, thinking, what's that mean? And uh. I'm left thinking, oh, my God, Noel's saying that Mike Smith's underwear stinks so badly <laughs> that he can smell it while sat next to him in the studio. And I'm thinking, what that? What, you can smell his... His cock and ball sweating, yeah. <laughs> or you can smell his ass. What is it? Or all of Why those Why can things. you smell Mike Smith underwear? <laughs> oh God! I thought that was horrible. That was a re- that was a sour note to end it on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and like yes, he's stripping off of his suit to give it to whoever's bid for it. And uh, yeah. he sees thermal underwear underneath, and like Mills, like, "Oh, disgusting sight!" Look at his tits.
1: <laughs> you, <laughs> All joking aside, you fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get a shower before you go home to that lovely <laughs> oh, woman of yours. <sighs> so that's it.
2: That's it. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. We hope it's en- enhanced your Christmas in some I've way. I've enjoyed doing it it's a huge great. amount. I think some more No Christmas Cutnet next year might have to be done. Have to oh, think absolutely. Something appropriate that was great out. fun. But um, thanks for listening, everyone, and continue to enjoy your festive period. Uh, goodbye.
1: Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and goodbye.